that amount of time working every single day on something, it will be successful. I work every single day, no days off. I feel like I'm still living like two lives. Hopefully you don't take offense to this, but I'm like, there's a lot going on. I think the secret to social media is- Hi, welcome to Thrivecast Podcast, where we talk about success and what it means to different people on the internet. Today we have Kayla, also known as DZ, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Before I even started OnlyFans, I watched your YouTube. So when you reached out to me, I was like, what? I love your videos. So I'm, I'm shocked. I'm like, what? Oh, yes. I went into a deep dive and your videos were the best ones on YouTube. I was like, this girl knows what she's talking about. She's giving all the information. I trust her. And I watched literally every single one before I started OnlyFans, like December 2021. I really got into it. So when you yeah. reached out to me, I called my boyfriend. I was like, Alana from YouTube reached out to me. I watch her all the time and she wants me on her podcast. So just now I'm really grateful to be here and super excited. I'm really grateful that you said yes, because I watch your videos and I think you have genuine like advice. Like it's not, it doesn't feel like it's just for the views. It feels like you're also sharing tips for other people. And that's what I really love about this community is most people that I've talked to are like, we're all in the same boat. And I get that. I, um, I get that like energy from you. Like, Hey, I'm here to give you these tips and hopefully they help. So that's why I was really excited to have you on the podcast. And I also think you have such a unique take on how you approach OnlyFans and your social media. And I just have to get to the bottom of this because I have so many questions for you, but I guess we'll just start from the beginning. When did you start? You said, uh, December, 2021. And I also noticed on YouTube, you started maybe like six months ago on YouTube. Yes. So OnlyFans, I started December, 2021, but I didn't put it on my Instagram until May, 2022, just because of the stigma, I was like really working through my own generational, you know, being raised to think that that was a bad thing, which it's not. (laughs) And even now I still go through moments like that, which I think is okay. I think that's really normal. Um, Mm. But YouTube. Yeah. So I put it on my Instagram in May, 2022, and it just took off because at the same time I had Instagrams that were blowing up. And the YouTube, I started shortly after, maybe July. I made my first YouTube video, didn't think anything of it. I just made it and I didn't do another one. And then it just started gaining views, getting views. And I was like, oh, I should make more because people actually like my tips. Yeah. I I have a question about when you started because were you already doing social media? Like, were you already kind of in that world or did you continue it because of the OnlyFans? My boyfriend is a social media creator and he found me on TikTok and I was not that I was, you're not ever nothing, but I didn't have a lot of followers and I was trying to do just health and wellness and cause I'm really big on working out and being healthy. And I was trying to go that route and it just wasn't working. And he found me and he was like, let me take you to California and let me show you how to make videos that will, that have more viral potential. Yeah. And so I pretty much started in social media. I didn't have a following yet though. I maybe had like 2000 followers. And then when he met me, I was, and he helped me, I was gaining a lot. And then I put my OnlyFans on just at the perfect time. It was like right when I had a video going viral and it was like a video where I'm bowling and I get a strike and I turn around and I like flash the camera. So I think that also gave people like, Oh, does she have an OnlyFans? So I watched that one too. I, I was, I was going through all your TikToks. Okay. I'm going to go further back now. Cause we got a little bit of that and we'll come back to it, but I'm curious about what you were doing before and a little bit about your childhood and your family life. So I guess let's start with your family. What was your take on, I guess, like sex work and like that type of industry as a child and growing up was your family an accepting family were they a little bit more um protective over that I'm really lucky my family is really cool like my Mm -hmm. parents are divorced and it was like a really we had I had a little bit of a messy childhood there but my mom is super cool like she wishes she could do OnlyFans like she said that (laughs) yeah yeah and my dad like has a giant train tattoo, has his eyebrow pierced, like, 
I'm grateful because yeah, That's my parents, awesome. I didn't grow up super religious. My parents are really accepting of like anything and all things. And they're really like, I don't know what the word is, motiv- not motivating, but they're, they're just accepting of me and who I am. And especially because I'm making good money. Sometimes my grandparents will be like, when are you going back to school? When are you still asking me questions like that, which can be a little frustrating. But in my head, I just think they grew up in a totally different time period. It's not the same. Like I just sit here in my apartment and make money. So. Did, did you do anything else before this? Cause you only started like, I guess a year ago, right? Or a year ago? Yeah. A year yeah. and a few months. So what were you doing before? I was a nanny <laughs> and I was really poor. <laughs> I had like literally no money. I think I was making $18 an hour. I was working 30 hours a week. And then I had a second job. I taught English TSL students from China. So pretty much my day today, I would wake up at 3 a.m. And my first class was at 3.30. And I would work the uh, teaching Chinese kids till like 7.30. And then I would rush out the door because I'd have to be at nannying by eight. And I would work till three. So I was working really, really hard and not getting any money. <laughs> So when I found the, the social media route and found OnlyFans, I'm just like, every day I'm so grateful. Like, yeah, it just really changed my life. And that's why I do the YouTube because I, I just think like the stigma is so frustrating because this is an opportunity for women to make a lot of money and mm-hmm. society brings them down for that. And I just think it's so horrible. I also think that it's so natural, but it's so hidden. So like everybody watches porn, like you know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody sexualizes women. And then when women decide like, okay, like I'll sexualize it myself and make some money off of it. Then all of a sudden it's a bad thing, but you know, you're still consuming the content. That's what I think. I just think it's so crazy because it's so natural to like have sexual, like, like sex so natural it's so normal <laughs> I know did you go through that like when you first because you've been in it for longer than me like I really look up to you so when you first started were you at all did you have any stigma I mean I think I did because I something I don't know if I've even shared this on my YouTube channel but one of my friends from college she moved to New York and became a stripper and I remember thinking like oh you know what I mean like I remember thinking like, I didn't think negatively of her, but I also didn't think like, wow, she's doing something great. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really know um, exactly what I thought, but I was definitely a, a bit concerned, I guess, for her, for some reason, um, even though it was a choice she made and she was making a lot of money and there was nothing wrong with it. But I guess I did have a second thought about it. And then, um, which I also don't know why, because I mentioned this in one of my uh, in Bentley's episode, I think that I like was into like sugar babying for a little bit before that, before my friend even became a stripper. So I don't know why I thought I had the right to like judge somebody else. That's my (laughs) dream. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I had like, I mean, not that I judged her, but you know what I mean? Just inside internal thoughts. I don't know why I had that because I had done, you know, obviously similar things almost. If you think about it. I mean, it's society, it's movies, it's Hollywood putting strippers down. I remember in college, I had friends like not friends, but people I knew were doing OnlyFans or stripping. And I, I was like, oh gosh, like yeah. so turned off by it. Why? And, and you're like, why? Yeah. I guess yeah, you just learn and grow. And, and that's another thing too, is like, I mentioned this before, but I watched uh, The Girls Next Door on VH1 or MTV or something like that growing up, which was the Playboy Mansion. And yeah. I was always actually in awe by them. I was like, oh my God, like they're so cool. So I guess it was like a battle between, yeah, like what society thinks is okay in my head. Is this okay? Is this not? I'm infatuated by it. I'm like so in awe by these people that they can live their best lives and not care what anyone thinks. And then finally, when that opportunity presented itself with OnlyFans, I was like, I'm going to take this. I'm going to do it. Yeah. How did it present itself for you? Like you did it, did someone else bring it up for you or? So that same friend that was, um, a stripper, her friend, I had met them or like, she came with one of her friends to LA and we like went out one night and her friend was like, Oh, I do OnlyFans." So at that point I thought it was only for strippers. Like I was like, Oh, it's for strippers to connect with their audience outside Uh of 
the strip club. And so I was like, oh, cool. Like I didn't really, that was the first time I heard about it. And so I just thought it was for people that were in the industry already. And then another one of my friends, one of my YouTube friends, she started doing it. And I was like, oh, it's for anybody. Like you can find an audience elsewhere. Like I thought that was the only place you could find an audience for that. Um, so then she started doing it and she was like, you should try it. She made a YouTube video. Her name's Michaela. Um, uh, yeah. Made, yeah. Um, and so then I made my one week on OnlyFans video and I was just like, oh my, like at the time it wasn't even a lot compared to what other girls were making, but I was still like, wow, because I was poor at the time too. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to start making money because I had just quit my corporate job and I wanted to do social media full time. So it was kind of an opportunity that, um, I got, I kind of wanted, I feel like for so long because I had that battle with myself over like doing sugar baby work and, um, seeing the girls next door. Like, I, I guess I had always had it in the back of my mind that I kind of wanted to use like my womanhood for this, you know? Yes. <laughs> We're born with this body. It doesn't have to be a bad thing and financial freedom. Like yeah. I like to eat. I don't understand. <laughs> Like I, I just, it drives me crazy that, and I still feel like if I'm talking to someone new or they're asking what I do for work, I just say social media because I do make a bit of money on social media, but I feel uncomfortable sometimes saying it. And I I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. So that leads me to a good question. What about your friends? Like when they kind of found out what you're doing or, or do they not know? Like, I mean, I'm sure they know. (laughs) Um, what about your friends? How did that journey look like for you? I feel like I'm still living like two lives. You call oh, me really? pretty. <laughs> you call me pretty early in the stages because <laughs> I know. So I am really particular about who I spend my time with. So my boyfriend lives in Pittsburgh. We've been doing long distance for like two years, and everyone in his life knows. And they're so supportive and so nice. Mm-hmm. I'm in Denver, and I've been having a little bit of a hard time really finding people that are okay with it or like even support it like I would like support (laughs) like emotionally I did lose a friend over it actually because I didn't tell her and then she went on my Instagram and saw it and we got into like a really big fight about it um and then I do backflips so I do I like go to the gym on Friday nights and Saturday nights with like a bunch of guys and I Mm -hmm. do backflips and I know they all have me on Instagram and nobody has said hey we know you have an OnlyFans but I know there's a big stigma in that community about it and that they would like, you know, think I'm a, all the horrible things that people call women. So Mm -hmm. I haven't really talked about it to any Mm -hmm. of them. So I guess there's one girl here that I make videos with and she knows about it, but even she is really religious and like, isn't a huge fan. So I don't talk about it a lot. So I don't really have a strong community of people that I can like joke around about, you know, like, because I think it's silly and I do like doing it like it makes me feel sexy it makes me feel really beautiful like and I'm making money from it I honestly haven't found uh people here that I've been really comfortable enough to have a chat like this with sorry first of all because I know like it's it's such a lonely industry when you don't know and I think that's why I want to connect like why I started doing the podcast and like trying to connect with other creators and because it is so lonely in, in a sense, even if people do support you, like they don't understand. And especially like the things that you go through, the, um, the ups and downs with like your body image and like, there's so much to it. Um, and so it, there are so many positives, but also it can feel so lonely sometimes if you aren't able to talk through those things. So first you can always come to me, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you now. Um, and yeah, so I totally get that. I think in the beginning, I like, I didn't hide what I was doing, but I was not telling the full extent to what it was. So when my friend first knew that I was doing it, I like told them like, oh, it's bikini pictures. And at the time it was, but when it started becoming more of that, of other things, I tried to like hide it as much as possible until one day I was like, I am just going to be me. I can't uh, hide any part of me. I, I get like, so I don't know what it is, what's wrong with me, but I have like no privacy with my life. Like I, I have to be all open or I, I feel too. like I'm hiding something from myself. Yeah. Um, and it's like hard and it makes you anxious about going to see people when you're not being your full authentic self, self, yeah. especially because I feel like they're like talking about it because they know. And I just haven't like 
brought it up. I don't know. And they're also all guys. Yeah. So I'm like, you know. Also, it's only been a year. I think like at the year point is maybe when things like turn around. And also you are so open with it online on YouTube. <laughs> and so eventually it becomes easier to be able to talk about it. Um, I still like when people ask what I do for work, I just say social media, unless they oh, like already know and they are more curious about OnlyFans, then I'll be like, oh yeah, and OnlyFans. Um, so that leads me to, so your family knows, but not a lot of your friends, you, you don't talk about it with them as much. Um, what about, like we mentioned you, you work out, you, um, what about body image? Because a lot of people that I talk to, um, they either have like a love hate relationship with this industry because they do have to look at their body so much. And, um, and especially as somebody who works out, what is that like for you? So I, do yoga sculpt have you heard of that no so it's a hot yoga class it's like 100 degrees in the room but you're lifting weights and it's a class and I love it and I go like five days a week I'm obsessed with it but I don't go for my body I go for my mind and of course okay. during the glute exercises I'm like <laughs> big booty but I, don't, I I really like I have a hard time talking about body image because I don't relate really to a lot of okay. women in that and I feel like I feel horrible saying that like I hate saying that out loud because so many girls like every girl I've ever been friends with has had body image problems yeah and I think the reason I don't and I'm my family life was up and down there was a lot of trauma don't get me wrong but my mom always told me that I was like so beautiful like oh. every single day she would be like, you're so beautiful. You're so smart. Like constantly giving me these like positive affirmations, my whole childhood, no matter what craziness was going on behind the scenes. So I was never raised to like, look at my body and think anything other than that's what it's supposed to look like. And that looks good. I, I think that's really good to share because I think um, because a lot of women have a hard time with their body, they don't, they aren't able to see themselves like that. But I think it's good to hear that you can get to a place or that there are people that can love themselves like just the way they are and have a good positive view on their body and not feel so negative. So I think that's a good thing. Like you shouldn't be ashamed to like love yourself. Guilty because yeah. so many women don't feel that way, but don't get me wrong. Like if I'm about to get my period, I'll definitely look in the mirror and be like, wow, I'm, I'm getting my period soon. But it's not negative. It's like, I know why my body is changing. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. I also work out a lot and I eat super, super healthy. So it's like, I, I am a little bit like crazy in that end, I guess, in my body that I'm like yeah. always eating really healthy. But I also have a treat here and there. It's, it's hard to like really explain. I think that's a good thing. Okay. I want to jump into your marketing techniques. Cause like you said, your boyfriend was already in social media. So we kind of knew what he was doing and it is, seems to be working really well. <laughs> I'm, when I was going through, like, hopefully you don't take offenses, but I'm like, there's a lot going on. Like <laughs> I am so curious about like, cause it does seem like, you know, everything is, is kind of geared towards going viral, which is a great marketing technique, but I'm just curious how you come up with these ideas. Um, and, and what, yeah, just give me the whole rundown. <laughs> were you doing similar videos before you met your boyfriend or no, you said you were doing like workout videos. So is yeah. it all him? Is he the genius behind these? He's the genius. Videos? He's the genius. <laughs> it's crazy. Yes. Before I met him, I was just doing like yoga and health and like motivation and it was not working I was working so hard and nothing was happening for probably like nine months nothing happened and I met him and I had a million view video like instant so he does parkour so I do flips he does parkour that's how he found me and he owned a parkour gym he just recently sold it but he kept the equipment so he can go in and film videos whenever he wants but someone else runs the gym so he has access to a ton of props, places to put his props, trampolines. We buy like, we have 90,000 Legos, like just, <laughs> and it's really silly and crazy. But another thing is TikTok takes down any videos where I try to be even a little bit 
sensual or sexual. Yeah. Which is so fun. My account's been deleted nine times probably. Yeah. Is it the same account? Yes. My K Nicole DZ that has 300 something thousand followers. So I try not to be too sexual, but it's interesting you bring marketing up because it might've been one of your videos. I just watched someone's videos saying that they have all of these different TikTok accounts. And one of them is like a, not a spicy account, but you know, like a thirst trap account. Yeah. So I think I'm going to dive into that a little bit to see if I can gain a lot of fans that way as well, because obviously it is working. And I had a video go, it has like 17 million on a different mm-hmm. account. You probably haven't seen it. I have two TikTok accounts. Okay. Um, and it's a video of me in Jamaica. And this was an accident. This is not supposed to happen. But my bathing suit top fell down in front of everyone. <laughs> so I put it on TikTok and just covered like, you know, the goodies with emojis. And it went super viral. And I gained like a thousand fans in just like a few days from that. That was crazy. I think I did see it. I oh, really? like, was like, yeah, I was, di- I think I did see it. I was like diving in. I was trying to find, but I don't know how, but I feel like I've seen that video. So um, I posted it again on my original account and it didn't do as well. But the first time I posted it on, it's at not Canical DZ. It's just the okay. same, but with the word not in the front, it got 17 okay. million. So that's insane. And a yeah. lot of your videos are, are that viral. Like you have some that are like 45 million or something like I that. I know. I think the secret to social media is just like be as ridiculous as possible. And like if you can get people to argue in the comments or just like a controversial video, something to make people angry. Unfortunately, it's easier to get people to hate you. But the more eyes you can get to see a video, the more people will see it and they'll go to your page. Oh, she has an OnlyFans. And that's just how it's been working. Okay, you said it yourself, so you won't be offended. Yeah, I was wondering because I was like, these are so like, (laughs) ridiculous yeah I'm like what is going on so do you just like come up with the ideas and you're like okay maybe this will spark like a conversation or are you guys like planning together like you and your boyfriend or does he come up with most of that like how does that work so all my super viral videos have been his ideas I'm still (gasps) working on I know I feel like a fraud I'm still working (laughs) on finding that creativity of like his mindset he's just really good at it it's like a yeah. skill. When he says, okay, I have this idea. Let's do this. Do you think like, oh, this is, yeah, like for sure this is going to go viral. Or are you like, this is weird, but all right, let's do it. And then it goes viral. Like what is your head space when he comes up with an idea? So interesting you bring that up because right now I'm teaching my friend how to do social media and she questions everything. <laughs> I am the type of person that if I see someone successful in something, I don't question. I just follow their lead and do what they're doing and it's it worked for me so it's that's like a personality type I think people who yeah. even see someone succeed in something and then just question everything like that's not going to do well or this is a better idea we shouldn't you know that is so you're more willing to try anything you're like let's just do it let's see if it goes viral like it's fine <laughs> yes I've had to like destroy my ego I have I have no more ego attached to social media I will post anything on there. At first I was like, this is so cringy and terrible. I just don't want to post it. Now, the more the merrier, especially on TikTok. Like they just yeah. want to see videos and videos and videos and YouTube shorts too. I'll post like five a day. Just, yeah. Oh, because you're on my not. Okay. So I have two YouTube accounts. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I need to see all of this. <laughs> yeah. So it's my normal username. Okay. So, and that's the one like viral stuff. That's where my shorts are. If you go to my shorts and click popular, I think I have a YouTube short that's at 72 million. Nice. Um, and then a few after that, one's at 50 million, and then it goes down the line. Um, YouTube is shorts, it's hard to go viral. Yeah. Is there a reason you separated that from your like OnlyFans YouTube page? Or so I think at first. I had people following me that I didn't want getting the notification that I put up an OnlyFans video. Now I'm so happy I separated it because I post a lot of shorts on the other account. And I think if someone has like the bell on or like the notify me when she posts a video on and they're getting all these shorts, they're going to be like, you're annoying. (laughs) Like, and I don't blame them. 
but yeah I'm glad I have it separate honestly what type of content do you post is it more like thirst trappy or like how do you market your on on TikTok TikTok I guess yeah um so when I started TikTok it had nothing to do with OnlyFans it was all about just like LGBT humor um, and like jokes and that kind of took off. And that's like how I gained most of my following. So a lot of my following is like lesbian women. And yeah. Um, so I didn't, I, I don't, I never really used it as a marketing for, um, only fans until I guess a little bit more recently, I'll do like every now and again, but like you said, you get like banned for certain things. So anytime I kind of hinted at only fans, even if I didn't say only fans, it wasn't even that like sexy or promiscuous or anything it would still get flagged so i'm a lot more particular now and what i want for my tiktok is really to be um i guess more similar to my youtube where it's not really a marketing platform for like finding new subscribers i mean followers for my OnlyFans, but more to find people like you to find people that I can connect with that understand me just because I think if I'm thinking long term, which I want to ask you about if I'm thinking long term, I don't necessarily want OnlyFans or like that type of work to be the only thing I do. I really want to build an audience of people that are like minded as me, because I feel like long term, like that's where I can grow and change with an audience um yeah so you want to help yeah no for sure you want to help girls coming up into OnlyFans with their platforms and connect with them and network with them Mm -hmm. and I and I and I think like if I'm like as a creator on YouTube I want to like in 10 years be able to still have like you or someone else that does or that did OnlyFans still want to watch me because they like me as a person rather than just because of OnlyFans. So that's why I think on TikTok, I'm trying to make videos that are going to cater to somebody that look that is like me, that just is is doing OnlyFans. Um, it may be interested in this or that that has to do with OnlyFans, but also interested in other things that I'm interested in, in as well. So my question for you then is what's your like idea of the perfect world for you um growing in this career? Like what's your what would you like for this to turn into in the future? I'll just give you a rundown. Last year, so in May, I put it onto my Instagram. And in that six months, I made my six figures pretty much because before that, I wasn't making anything. But the other half of my money came from Facebook and Snapchat. So I make a bunch of money on Facebook and Snapchat, like the same amount I made on OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So I guess... I just want to continue doing social media mm-hmm. and growing there. And I'm hoping the apps are just always going to pay. It's a risk yeah. and I'm head first into it, but that's why I haven't had a day off in probably two years. I work every single day, no days off. What's your schedule like? Do you wake up work? Like, do you go, do you wake up early? Do you wake up a little later? Do you stay up all night? Like, what's your schedule like? So when I'm in my apartment and I'm not with my boyfriend, I wake up between seven to nine a.m. If I if nine a.m. hits and I see my clock, I feel like I just missed half the day because <laughs> yeah. I have a dog. So and I'm just like I'm nuts. So I get up and I you know walk my dog. I come back. I take as many videos as I can because my approach to social media is more. Mm-hmm. So because I've posted videos, I'm like this is gonna go viral. This is so good, and it gets nothing which just mm. furthermore proves it doesn't have to be a good video. <laughs> yeah, no, it could be anything. Yeah, so I just post as much as I can to gain all the views because followers don't matter anymore because you can have, I have a friend that has 150,000 on Instagram and she's like barely getting any views on her mm-hmm. content. It's just about if the algorithm likes it, are people watching it twice? So. Yeah, I've made money. I've made just as much money on OnlyFans as I have on Facebook and Snapchat. So my dream is to just do social media. But mm. for OnlyFans, I definitely, it's, good, it's income and I love it. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, I love making money. I'm like addicted to it now. <laughs> so wait, now I'm super curious about Facebook and Snapchat. 
Um, are you posting like similar videos and then YouTube or Facebook is paying you the same way like AdSense would for YouTube or how does that look? Facebook pays way more. Yeah, Facebook really? is paying way more. YouTube is not paying a lot at all. TikTok does not pay a lot. YouTube, not YouTube, Facebook pays a lot. So you can go, it's the same videos. You can go to my Facebook and check it out if you want. It's the same username, KNicoleDZ. And yes, so I probably post two on Facebook every day and you have mm -hmm. a bonus and they just lowered it. My boyfriend is super, has a super high bonus. You can like look into it and you'll see. He has the highest one monthly. Um, mine is like a lot lower, but they pay you for ads, but they pay way more, I think, than YouTube pays for ads on wow. short form content. Sorry, I'm talking about short form content. Like, like say like a TikTok, but on Facebook. Yes, but you don't want the TikTok watermark. You want yeah. just the video. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, um, because YouTube does pay okay for long-form videos, if you can get it to go. I mean, I haven't yet, but I see the RP the CPM. Like, I know that viral videos have a lot of potential, but on short-form videos, Facebook pays the most, by far. What about Snapchat? You said Snapchat. Um, do you have your phone on you, or are you using it to film? Yeah. Okay, do you have a Snapchat? I don't have a Snapchat. Okay, <laughs> you should download a Snapchat. <laughs> so... You can con you can message me on Instagram. I'd love to help you through this too, especially since I go to LA sometimes. I'd love for you to come with us and like be and yeah. take videos with us just to see like how ridiculous it is because it is really fun and just silly. And everyone we take videos with is super nice, and I think you would really enjoy it. Um, yeah. But basically, on Snapchat, they have challenges, so nobody knows about this. <laughs> they, yeah. There is information on YouTube, but nobody, you know, Snapchat tried to tell people it's been happening for like two years, and nobody knows. So yeah. when you download Snapchat, there's like an arrow in the top right corner when you like swipe a little bit and you go to spotlight and you click that and the challenges will be there and they're paying like, it's like three prizes and I've seen top prize for as much as 25 grand. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. it's so so, What are these challenges like? What are you? They're horribly stupid. Like... Let me read them. <laughs> They're literally okay. horrible. I hate them, but nobody knows about them. So I'm going to continue to do them. Um, so there's a lot of smaller ones right now. The money fluctuates. So randomly, like Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio had one. So that was a $50,000 one. But right now they're only like $3,000. So it's a big fluctuation. Um, but this one is book lovers. Show and tell us why you're in the book lovers club. This one is hashtag emotional support cup. Tell us about your favorite hashtag emotional support cup. Like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so is it like you would make these videos and then you would win that prize or is it you would get paid for making the video? So you make the video, you have three entries and then they choose the winner. Another way I make money on Snapchat, which is a lot more challenging. It's not for everyone, but if you can do this, then a hundred percent do it because it pays big um is spotlight so you can make money on spotlight and i post 10 a day <laughs> i post and 10 videos a day yeah. yeah um and if like time goes by a month goes by and that video didn't do well when i first posted i'll post it again so it's 10 a day but it's not 10 new every single day yeah does that make sense i mix it up yeah so mix it up yeah Wait, okay. So what I love about this conversation is it's showing the hard work that goes behind the scenes of OnlyFans and like, and social media in general, because I think a lot of people think it's easy money. And I have students, I'm not trying to call them out, but sometimes they don't put in the work. They don't put in the work. They think, oh, well, why, why haven't I made this much amount of money in the month when this person has? Well, if you look at how much work you're putting in, it's, you're not getting the return. And so I think so many people think it's a lot easy and it is easy money. If you, in a way, once it's set up, once it's set, yeah, up. once it's set up, but in the beginning, it's like the promotion and the time making all these TikToks and, you know, figuring out different ways to promote, like you're saying, it's so much work. So what do you do when you want to take a vacation or you want to take some days off? Um, how are you planning ahead for those types of things? Or are you just, you're like, that's not happening. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I yeah. don't think. 
we go on vacation, but it's a business expense because we're going to yeah. film videos. So we go to really yeah. beautiful places, but I mean, I see you too. You're not taking days off. <laughs> no, even when I'm on vacation, I'm filming everything. I'm taking content. Same. Exactly. <laughs> and like, but we're so lucky. This It's not hard. Like it's yeah. fun. We're on vacation. Like it's such a fun thing. I'm not going to sit there and be mad that I have to take a dumb video while I am on yeah. a cruise ship. <laughs> do you stay up late? Um, or you said you wake up at like seven, nine, when, when do you go to sleep? Are you working like into the evenings or do you actually like, is there a time where you're like, okay, I need to put down the phone. So if I'm human, right. So I do get overwhelmed because uh, I'll be on it constantly between only fans, YouTube, Snapchat, Facebook. I have multiple YouTube, multiple everything. So yeah. if I need a second, I meditate. <laughs> and I know that's so weird because I feel like nobody no, does it. I know, but I actually love it. I do Wim Hof meditation. He's like the cold plunge guy. Oh yeah. Where he like, I've seen a video where he goes out into the cold and he takes other people too. Where he has a different breathing technique where you pretty much put yourself into like hyper, like a ventilation, like breathing really fast. And then he makes you hold your breath for a minute to a minute and a half. And I do two rounds of it. So the first round, I'm too overwhelmed and anxious. My heart feels too tight and I can't hold my breath that long. The second round, I'm so relaxed from the first round. I can actually do it. That's so cool. Well, how did you get into that? I had some like mental health stuff uh, in college and a therapist just recommended meditation. And I'm, I was really good about listening to my therapist. I think some people don't like she would tell me things and I would actually go try it. And it usually would work. So, yeah. um, like I don't drink alcohol anymore. I used to drink and I think that I had problems too. Um, but anytime now that's like my tool, like meditation is my tool. So whenever mm -hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed from, you know, social media is a lot, you're just constantly in it. It's a rat race really. Yeah. So if I need a second, I meditate and I feel like a totally new person every single time. That's incredible. I feel like a lot of people, like you said, like don't take those simple advice from their therapist or from anyone. They're like, just meditate, just breathe. And you think, oh, that's stupid. I'm not going to do it. But the, sometimes those simple things, like I, I don't like meditate and breathe, but I, I guess meditate in a way where like I'll write in my journal. Yeah. Um, and that is so therapeutic and just helps me release anything that I'm like going through over and over in my head. Um, and also I like to read. So that's like what, what I like do you to read. Do. I like to read, um, I guess business related, um, self-help stuff. I used like when I was younger, I would read stuff that was, um, fictional, but I'm just not into that anymore. Cause I, I just want to always be bettering myself. I feel like oh, I always have too. to be Learning. It's a hyperfixation. Me too. Yeah, it's a personality uh, trait. It's not everyone. Yeah. I feel like if I'm wasting my time, or like I, I'm not wasting my time, if I'm doing something that's not making me learn and grow, then I'm wasting my time. That's how I feel. So I have to meet you in person. I've never met a girl that's. I feel like a dude half the time. I'm like, I, you know, I have all these goals, and if I like the Super Bowl, I was just sitting there. I sat for like an hour. I was like, I have to leave. Like, we're not doing anything. Like, I have to be doing something. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am. So I read like self-help books, but lately I've been trying to read, like I'm reading this book. It's called Porn Work. Is it good? I don't know yet. I just started it. I'm not like super into it, but the reason why I picked it up is because like I, like I said, I want to like learn about others point of view within the industry, whether that's porn or like dancing or doing OnlyFans. Like I just like to learn all about it so that I can, I don't know. I don't even know. No, I, I I'm guess. interested. Uh, yeah. want to read more. So any recommendations you have, please send them my way because that's such a good tool for me to be able to read and learn more that way. Yeah. What do you do outside of like, if you were to do something else, what, what else? Cause you work out, you meditate, you, you know, work on your social media. Is there anything that you do for yourself? That's like separate from that type of stuff? Yes, I do have hobbies. I <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> I love hiking. I, you know, I live in Colorado, so I hike really tall mountains. Four, they're 14,000 feet up. They're called 14ers out here. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, super fun. I love that. I love cliff jumping. 
Um, <laughs> you never done. You've never done it. I've never done that. Oh my it's, god! You would like it. I, it sounds so scary because it sounds like a Red Bull, like crazy. You just jump yeah. off a rock. <laughs> That's <laughs> super fun. Um, yeah, like I don't. I've never done that alone. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, oh no! <laughs> you alone jump off the rock, but you're just going into water. No, I meant like attached to somebody. No. Cliff jumping is off into water. So I think you're thinking okay. into land. Yeah, I was thinking like those people with like the thing on their back and then they jump off a Parag- cliff and then they like float down. Paragliding, yes. Paragliding. Okay, see, I don't even know any of these extreme like sport no, type things. Jump- you're just talking into water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like jumping off a rock into water. Okay, yes. fine. Cliff jumping. So I've done hiking, that. cliff jumping, yoga. Uh, I do backflips. Um, I do have a lot of hobbies, but they're not. I feel like you're booked and busy. Like you have got things going on. Like yeah, every time so... I see any of your social media stuff, it's like you're you're here, you're there, you're jumping, you're flipping, you're like always doing something. <laughs> so like the dream, right, is to do things that you love and make money from it. Yeah. So. I'm not going to sit here and say I love taking stupid videos like I don't (laughs) but it's easy and they go viral and it is silly like there'll be a group of us and we're laughing because it's so dumb but I wouldn't say I'm bettering my life by you know I'm trying to think of like putting on these little baby Hulk shorts like (laughs) I did see that I I thought that was something else at first everyone does that's why I went viral (laughs) but Um, I think it's funny because I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about like cringy and I'm, you use that word a second ago too. Um, and so many people think that the person making these cringy videos, like thinks that it's not cringy, you know, like they're like, Oh yeah, this is serious. And the person making it's like, Oh God, this is so cringy, but it's going to go viral. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's good to hear it from your perspective. Oh yeah. It's my internet personality. Like that's not who I am as a person, obviously, but do you feel like you connect with yourself in your content? Like, do you feel like that's who you are in the content that you're posting? So like I said, when I first started doing TikTok, it was mainly comedy surrounding like the LGBT experience. And at first I was having like a lot of fun with it, but I, I ended up feeling like I didn't connect with that person. And and like, it worked to go viral. Like if I want to go viral, I know how to do it in that yeah. sense. Um, but then I did stop doing it because like I said, if I've, if I'm like not sharing my authentic self, then I feel really out of place, but there was like that separation. Like that is the internet person or version of me. And then there's like the me, me. So I get that where there's two different versions. Um, do you feel connected to that like version of you? Um not connected where I go day to day and I'm at the grocery store acting like a silly person. I think because I've been doing it so long with this group of people, I love doing it with them because we're just belly laughing the whole time. And like, I I know you've said this, like OnlyFans can be really lonely. So I enjoy the social experience I get from making videos with them, even if it's maybe not what I would want to do. But yeah. what I wanted to do didn't work. <laughs> so <laughs> it's working for me. And I've made a lot of money from Facebook and Snapchat with these videos. So I, at the end of the day, I love it just because of what it's given me. Yeah. If I had Sometimes other options. Sometimes you do I, things you don't want to do to make it work. Yeah. And so. Yeah. What and is I this group say, of people? Uh, so they're all in Pittsburgh where my boyfriend is. And he's pretty, because he started and then he taught other people how to do it. Um. So there's like probably five to 10 people. I know that's a wide range because some people are really into it. And some people are like, you know, you tell someone to do something and they're, they half-ass it. And they think Mm -hmm. that it's going to work if they half-ass it. So there's like five of them half-assing it. And then there's five of them actually making money and working every single day and putting the work in to see the results. Yeah. I think it's so nice to have like a group of people though, that you're able to do it with. When I first started YouTube, I had a 
like a little friend group that we all did videos together. And that was like a long, long time ago. Now we all moved and like, we're in different States and stuff, but it's, it's nice being able to like, especially cause this job is it like, you don't go to an, to an office and like have coworkers. So it's kind of like having coworkers. It's nice to like do it creatively with other people. Yes. But it's still independent enough that I don't affect their money. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, yeah. coworkers, like, I don't know what jobs you work. I used to work in a casino in college. That's how I paid for school. And mm-hmm. my coworkers would annoy the crap out of me <laughs> because, you know, just like cleaning up things, they're moving slowly. I'm trying to get on the floor and I was a cocktail waitress and sell drinks. So I think I like having them there, but like knowing that they're, they don't affect my hard yeah. work. Yeah. That's the best of both worlds, honestly. Wait, you mentioned, so you did go to school, but you mentioned that your grandparents are kind of like, when are you going back? Did you not finish? Um, or do they just want you to go back for more? <laughs> right. So I did finish. I got my undergrad and I was supposed to get a master's degree in speech language pathology. It's like a speech therapist. You work in hospitals and schools and I was going to get a master's degree. And then I just moved here instead. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. So you're, I mean, I guess like your, your idea of what you want for success kind of changes, you know, you know, you don't, I mean, want, you don't know what you want when you're like 18, like oh, no one knows. What- I just went to the dentist yesterday and we said the same thing. <laughs> I was 17 when I graduated high school. I had no idea what the next 10 years was going to look like. Yeah. I think I thought like, okay, get a corporate job, work in an office and like, put your head down and you'll work your way up the, like the corporate ladder. And I found myself like, like, I remember when, I guess it's like a stereotype and like in movies where like the parent comes home and they're fucking grumpy as hell. And they're like nagging about everything. And they come back from their office job. And I was like becoming that person. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) So the world makes you think this is the only way to do things. And it's so hard to break away from that stigma. But I, I don't know about you. I'm way happier doing what Mm -hmm. I do now I hated college it was really challenging I didn't like classes I didn't like the structure every single day was exactly the same I hated it I love my life right now like it's yeah I can work towards things and it matters how much work I put in and that's how much money or success I see out of it yeah I do have a question for you how how has um have you had a hard time at all with one month you make a bunch of money and then the next month is a little less like I like feeling down on yourself or how do you deal with that yeah I definitely have like the ups and downs and also there come there comes like waves because I've been doing it now for I guess four or three years I don't know like a few years and so because you are your own boss, you know, when you are slacking or whatever, or even if you're trying really, really hard and some months are just not hitting. Right. Um, and I found that I like, I'll be hard on myself, but I know, like, I'll, I'll remember like, okay, that month I did so well, what did I do? How can I adjust? And I just know that I can do it again. So like, that's kind of how I try to keep my mind I try to keep it like focused on if I did it before I can do it again and like a bad month isn't going to affect my ability to do it again um and so another thing is is I I try to plan for that like I know some months are going to be bad and and I also I can see it in like a year now that I have a few years on it I can see like oh at this time I'm not going to make as much money because it's happened two times in a row you know so I'll kind of like plan um, certain seasons, I guess. And I know for next year, okay, I'm going to make this much. So let me, I guess recently, sorry, I'm going like all over the place, but recently I've been trying to budget and actually make a solid, like not schedule, but like budget for my year so that that way I can not be so hard on myself when it doesn't look the way I want it to. Right. Well, did you just buy a house? No, I'm looking. <laughs> oh, I thought, okay, maybe I different screener. Yeah, I thought you just, because no, I was looking for a house too. And I'm just like, am I ever going to feel ready? To- yeah, no, I'm deaf. I like, I go up and down with that too, where I'm like, okay, am I ready? Am I not ready? And then 
Um, also LA is so expensive. So figuring that out, um, so you want to buy it there. Well, we want to live here. So, I mean, it's like kind of the only option. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you buy a townhouse? Yeah. We've looked actually at that too. So the, the only thing is, is I really want though. Here's the thing this, what I keep going back and forth about is I want to like, like you said, you're very money driven. I want to buy maybe like a duplex or a fourplex, live in one of them, rent out the others until I, I can then buy another house and live in that and then rent out the fourth duplex. That's, that's my really plan. That's and smart. so that's, that's kind of difficult too in LA because a lot of these like fourplexes are so run down. You're going to put a lot of money into renovating them so you can then rent them out like for an, a decent amount of money. And so that's right. a thought. Well, and so, yeah, I could buy a townhouse, but is that what I want to do? Or am I just like, cause also I want a backyard if I buy a house. I know. I know. I'm in that weird spot too, where I'm like, I could buy this house, but I'm going to sit in it and not be happy with it. Or I can wait. And then if something better comes up or, you know, I make a lot more money, I can get something that I love. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm kind of like waiting for that right moment and also trying to find the right thing for what I want to do. Yes. And it's nice. You have a two house income because you're married, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Congrats. I saw some of the, did you just get married? Yeah. We got married like nine months ago, six, oh, six to nine so months ago. <laughs> I'm honestly yeah. so jealous. You have a two income household. Like if, <laughs> because my boyfriend's whole life is in Pittsburgh he doesn't want to move out this way. He just has so many resources and it's his, you know, his deep roots there. Yeah. And that's how he makes all of his money. So, but if I had a two income household, <laughs> would you move, would you move over there? Or are you kind of happy where you're at? Yeah. I'm, I like it here and I don't really like Pennsylvania. Um, the weather's just not great. And the only good, but I also don't want to just move for work. Yeah. Like right? you want to still, and you can make money anywhere with this job. You just yeah. have to build that community if you want like that same sort of thing where you're working with other people in a sense. I want to ask you what you would give like your best advice to someone who's looking for success on social media or on OnlyFans. Um, what would you tell somebody like if you can only tell them one thing? Time. <laughs> Time? If, if you're putting the work in, do not give up right away. You have to give it time yeah. because you need time for the algorithms to find you. And even not in social media, in whatever you're working in, things take time. And we're so used to instant gratification just with our phones and the internet. And I understand that, but it's, it's real work to work for yourself or have your own business. And I think a lot of people get this idea that it's easier and it, it's easier in some ways, but in some ways it is a lot more challenging. So put the time in and you will see results. That's good advice. People do give up way too quickly. I know I have referrals too. And I'm just like, literally they're like, it's been two weeks. So I'm like, Are you <laughs> you're like, you need to put in way more work than that. <laughs> Wait, I, my first month on OnlyFans, I, I made $90 that year. Yeah, I made six figures. Yeah. You never know what could happen. And if you give up too soon in any career, really, like if you give up too soon, it's probably right. You're like, you're so close and you just dropped off too quickly. I know. How long did it take you when you first started like seeing real cash? I, um, okay. So at the time I had quit my corporate job, um, a year before I started OnlyFans and I wanted to do social media. So I was doing, social media, like my YouTube and stuff. And I was also helping other small businesses do their social media. So I reached out like to different small businesses locally and was doing their social media for like literally nothing, like $300 a month, like yeah. doing their whole social media. Um, so I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was like getting by barely. Um, and then OnlyFans start, I started it in, I want to say, January. And then I quit all of my clients by April. So that's when I was like, Oh, I'm making enough. Oh, so wow. it was like, yeah. Four months. Like, 
January, February, March. Oh, holiday. yeah, that's fast. Like, that's months, awesome. Yeah, and so it was three months, out- and then I was like, I'm ready. And you put it right on your Instagram. You were like, I do OnlyFans, and it's there. Well, so when I started it in January, I put it on YouTube first. Um, I just made that video that was like a weekend or like trying OnlyFans Day. for a week. And okay, yeah. And I made, I think, like 600 and something dollars for the first week. Or maybe it was the first two weeks. I think it was the first two weeks. So like $300 How? a week. I I don't know. I don't know. I think I posted on Twitter. I posted on Twitter first because I didn't, I didn't post on my Instagram. I posted on my Twitter for that first week. And then I made that video. Um, I must've posted on my Instagram. No, I think it was just Twitter. I think you were in it like at the right time. Yeah. Because no, I was hundred percent. Do you feel like now it's getting a little Our, oversaturated? Like someone starting now, do you think their first week they could make $600? So I have a lot of students and, um, one of them, she made what I made in my first week. She made it in a month. So I think you can still do, you can still do it. You can still find success, but it is a lot harder because you're right. It's not as like when I first started, it was new and fresh. People were like, Oh my God, OnlyFans! like you're taking your top off on the internet. Like, Oh my God. Now people are kind of adjusted to it. And they're like, Oh yeah, we've seen your tits, you know, like, or like we've seen tits, not your tits, but you know what I mean? Like we've seen it. So it has to be a little bit, something more like how you are marketing it. It's like something different. Like it's more like in your face, it's more flashy. Whereas if someone just like made a video and they're like acting cute, it's like, okay, yeah, we've seen boobs before. Like, how are you going to make right. this more interesting? you have to do more now so you have to work a little bit harder now then yeah because what year did you get into it 2019 2020 wow the year that was like the year to start anything online yeah because the pandemic too I mean I guess it started before the pandemic actually started but once the pandemic hit like everything was blowing up yes I'm jealous that you got in it so early but that's why I looked up to you so much because I watched all your videos and I was like, this girl knows what she's talking. <laughs> the last girl I just talked to on the podcast, um, Nina, she recently just started as well. And she had, oh, I was going to mention this earlier. Sorry, we are not wrapping up the podcast yet. This needs to be like on the podcast. Um, she had a friend, a guy friend, tell her to do a certain video and it blew up the same situation with you where like a guy told you like, Oh, you should do this. And it blew up. And what I was saying to her is I think guys know what they want to see. And that's why it works so well for OnlyFans and like for OnlyFans creators on social media, guys know what they want to see. And they just like have the idea for it because they want to see that. It's good to talk to guys. What was the video? Do you know? Yeah. She it's kind of a series now. She, it's from Futurama and it's this scene from Futurama where a cave girl basically it's, uh, like took these men and fucks them until they die. I love it. I love it. Cause I was like, how did you come up with this? And she was like, I never even watched Futurama. Like this guy, my guy friend told me about this scene and was like, you should cosplay the girl who fucks all these guys till they're dead. And, and she did it. And it's now her biggest moneymaker. Oh, wow. I know cosplay, I think is huge. Yeah. I think do you do any of cosplay things? I don't, I'll dress up like not cosplay, but I'll dress up in little outfits. Mm-hmm. I really want to get into cosplay because I think there's a lot of gamer internet yeah. guys that, because a guy that joins your OnlyFans normally, I think isn't super social yeah. with women maybe yeah. are, but I think most of them have like a harder time talk, talking to girls. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's like the Futurama game. Yes. It's like the cosplay, the future drama, the anime, all of anime. That. Yes, yes. I this is giving me such good ideas. Like, there's so I have to buy things. I have to do a lot after this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let's wrap up the podcast. This is a good episode. I feel like we went through so much, and I'm really grateful that you 
were on and shared so many great ideas. And I think so many people are going to take a lot from this. Um, is there anything you want to share with the audience right now before we end the episode? Just pretty much like what I said before, just really put the work in. And when I say time, I, I feel like that's so vague because time, like a month can be time. I would say like six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> six I months agree to a that. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I don't want to just say time and people are like, I did put time in. So six months to a year. And then if you're like, I did it every single day and you want to give up on it, you can feel okay about it. I know that you won't have to give up on it because yeah. that amount of time working every single day on something, it will be successful. Yeah. A thousand percent. I a hundred percent agree with that. Well, everyone go check her out. Her links are going to be down below. Thank you, Kayla. And I'm going to turn these off. 